Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's one of the post extra time. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got, as you heard, there, listeners. Uh, I have got. Um, what's the female equivalent of Julio Iglesias? <laughs> Who have we got? Shakira. Was it that bad? <laughs> well, the listeners will decide. <clears throat> oh God! I've got Shakira and Gerard Piquet. How are we both? You can take the trash out. <laughs> okay. Stop it down for you. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about the Champions League, we're going to talk about the Europa League, bits and bobs of news, uh, European leagues, and the Premier League. Oh, and the League Cup as well. Um, so, we will start uh, in Madrid uh, on Wednesday night. Real Madrid won Manchester City 2. Isco uh, gave Real Madrid the lead and then Gabriel Jesus and KDB, Kevin De Bruyne with a penalty. Uh, all that was overshadowed by a fantastic record for Sergio Ramos. I think he's 26th of his career. Um, mm-hmm. Emma, are you cheering mm-hmm. on your Spanish brothers? No. <laughs> well, actually, yes. Pep Guardiola was right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Spanish, is he? My Catalan brother. Um, what do you reckon to it? It went really wrong, really fast for them, didn't it? It did. I mean, the, the lineup that came out seemed to sort of have a lot of people on Twitter scratching their heads and sucking pencils, trying to figure out what was going on. Because um... four two four zero, as I had it. Is that what you had it? I tried to think. Figure... Four four two zero. I was trying to figure it out into a four-three-three or something, but Aguero, Sterling, and Fernandinho were all benched, weren't they? It was a bold move, wasn't it? it yeah, was he didn't classic. do his he, he didn't do his three-three-four like he did against Chelsea all those years ago for Barcelona. That's classic Pep, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. sort of overthink it and put some team in. And do you know if Neil Warner Chris, did that, everyone would have said, "Go." On. But Chris, what happened? They won. It worked. Anyway, but yes, I was just going to say, it's one of those things, if Neil Warnock did it, everyone would go, what on earth are you doing? Uh, because it's Pep, people sort of stroke their chins and go, ah. Oh. Because they would have his, said that his... Pep was an idiot if they'd have asked. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, to be fair, it worked because the first half, um, Real Madrid... It was boring. Were con- <laughs> it was boring, but I suppose that's what Manchester City were after. They were they were trying to contain Real Madrid. They were. It was just that bends in my head, wasn't it, in the first half, mm-hmm. that they were pretty much... Reduced to. He had 17 touches in the whole match. Who Benzema did? Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah. Did he get much help or service? <sighs> he didn't, did he, really? Apart from Vinicius Jr., he didn't get an awful lot, did he? Good old Vinny J. 
He's rubbish, isn't he? Hey, Vicious Junior. Oh. Yeah, he's not very good. Oh, I Emma. That's me. <laughs> 4 0 Real Madrid this weekend. <laughs> Benzema hat trick assisted by Vinny J. I'm dead by them from coronavirus, so I'm not going to worry about it. Just think, that could be the last thing you see. You could be lying on your sofa, coughing your lungs up. And <laughs> the last thing you see is Karim Benzema knee sliding in front of Sergio Ramos before you close your eyes for the last time. And done that like, <laughs> fist celebration. <laughs> God, that'll be great. <laughs> no more than I deserve. <laughs> um, again, City had that shot cleared off the line towards the end of the first half, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed to change when Raheem Sterling came on. They equalised not long afterwards through Jesus. Was it a foul? Did he push? I can't it was. Was it Ramos? He sort of pushed as he headed in? Oh, no, it was the right back. Was it Danny Carvajal? Okay. Yeah, it was Carvajal. Yeah. Was it a foul? He's more, more shit powerful yeah. than Ramos. It wasn't a foul. No, no, no friendly nudge. It's not like the Copenhagen player, which we'll probably get onto afterwards. Yeah, um, <laughs> was um, was it a penalty for Kevin De Bruyne as well? That was Carvajal as well, wasn't it? That was a penalty. That was on Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a penalty. I couldn't quite so, see. Just, ima- just imagine, as I always say, if that was at the other end, what would happen? Oh yeah, uproar, uproar. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and it was De Bruyne... definitely a red card too. Yeah. Oh yes, De Bruyne, De Bruyne loved it after his. Uh, there's a bit of needle between him and Courtois, isn't there? Well, someone's needle was where it shouldn't have been. <laughs> I did wonder if they were... rabbit hole players who had cheated on their significant others with teammates. Yeah. <laughs> I did wonder, you know, um, during the 2014 World Cup where uh, Tim Krull was sledging the Costa Rica players before they took their shots and it worked in the penalty shootout. Is that when they subbed him on? Yes. Specifically. Yes. And then they sub him on in the Argentina game as well. No, I don't think they did. did no. That was the that was the problem. And then Julius is our sledging Zlatan before he took a penalty. Yeah, but then Zlatan scored. scored. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem. But I wonder if Courtois could have tried something to put him off like that. Sort of sniffed his fingers or something. Oh, Christ. What? Well, like you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who would like a quiz? Go on. Uh, Karim Benzema is the sixth Real Madrid player to 100 Champions League appearances. Who can get me the other... Raul's... Well, I tell you what, try and do it in order. Uh, Sergio Ramos. Okay, where's he? Uh, on the list. On the list. Oh, he's on the list. Yeah, give me the names and then try and put them in order. Raul. Raul, Sergio Ramos, yeah. Uh, Casillas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've just got to think of long-standing Real Madrid players. Um, Guti? Nope. Okay. One's a defender. Madrid? No. One is a fullback. Marcello? Nope. Oh. Right nationality? Roberto Carlos. Yay! And the other one, uh, you got a 50-50 chance because they named him twice. I was going to say Eric Jemba Jemba there. <laughs> <laughs> they named him twice. Yeah. Is he a fat one oh. or a rapist one? Oh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo. So Cristiano Ronaldo. Say, what order? R9. R9. R9's better. Oh, well, yeah. The oh. only Ronaldo. The true Ronaldo. Well, this pray, is... for, pray for my mentions. When this, this is goes the out. untrue Ronaldo. He got... He got uh, anyway, I'm not going to tell you, but um, go on, put him in order. Uh, Casillas is one. Yeah. 
So Joe Ramos is two? Mm-mm. Raul okay. two. Raul two, yeah. Ramos three? Yeah. Carlos four? Yeah. And then Ronaldo five. <laughs> So, Casillas 150, Raul 130, Ramos 124, 107 for Roberto Carlos and 101 for Cristiano Ronaldo. So, next up for Manchester City, they've got the League Cup final um, where they would have to make do without American Laporte for the next month. That looks um, quite a nasty looking injury. Um, I know when you are out for a while with uh, like big knee injuries, you try and ease yourself back in and you normally susceptible to pick up muscle injuries and be out for about three to four weeks. That could look quite nasty, didn't it? Mm. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I'm just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's quite obnoxious, and he, he he didn't look right when he was running after the ball, trying to clear it earlier in the first half. And when Fernandinho came on, he made some absolutely amazing blocks. Mm-hmm. Mm, he did. Um. How do you reckon it's going to come on? How do you reckon they're going to get one in the League Cup final? They're still overwhelming favourites, aren't they? It's... Oh, God, I definitely. Win it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry for Villa fans. I'm sorry, but yeah, that you can't look past Man City. Is it a case of how many? Um, it depends how long Villa can hold out for, but yeah. Are we look at, talking another Watford-Man City Cup final? No, because... Be no, not that horrific for Watford, but yeah, I don't... Probably three... Yeah, Dean Smith has been calling out a few of his players this week, hasn't he? So some of his players after last weekend's performance against Southampton have played their way out of the team. Is that I.E. Pepe Reina? I don't know. Uh, He's only just come in, to be fair, isn't he? I know, after his (laughs) calamity show against Southampton. Yeah, it could be. Could be poor Pepe. They are are missing McGinn. And as Ali said last week on the pod, it does sort of feel like a mismosh excuse me, of a team where it's Grealish is your star player. Yeah. And probably yeah. eight, nine others. And tries a go. Yeah. Does it remind you of the season that Leicester first came up in the mid-90s and all they had was Mark Draper and ten other people? Um, I honestly can't remember football that far back. <laughs> <laughs> I was only, I think I only started watching football in 94. Oh, this is after that. Yeah. 96, 97, this was. Oh, no, it wasn't before that. No, it was about 93, 94. Is that, when Claridge, is that when Claridge scored the winner in the final against Palace? No, it was before that, actually. It was when they first came up in 94, 95. So <laughs> Five, okay. You were probably still in your nappies back then. I was seven, watching Championship football with Swindon. So, yeah, because yeah, we, we got relegated from the Premier League the season before. Yeah, after beat Leicester. Three. Yeah. We won't Great talk game. about that. Um, okay, so we're, diverse. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get stuck in an early 90s playoff yeah, final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all for doing that, but not quite at this moment. Um, okay, uh, Stamford Bridge previous night, Chelsea nil, Bayern Munich three. Uh, two for Serge Gnabry, uh, one for Robert Lewandowski, and followed by a Marcus Alonso red card towards the end. Um, nil at half term. D- Thomas Muller, who kept finding himself in huge amounts of space between the Chelsea players, found himself in uh, space in the area uh, where he headed the ball onto the bar. Um, I watched this game, but I was making far too many tweets about uh, Willie being in goal. So I was having far too much fun to try and re- actually remember what happened. What's it, big Willie style? Yeah, Willie came out, Willie's flapping, Willie's stood erect. <laughs> You're such a lad. <laughs> 
Uh, someone did ask in our secret WhatsApp group if uh, a seven-year-old child was actually in charge of the... Um... <laughs> and <laughs> and what was your answer? Account. Yes, I what am. What was your answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... They sized him up in the first half. I got a feeling Bayern Munich did, and then sort of attacked at will in the second half. Um, I do love to see a player jumping out the way of his teammate scoring though. That's pretty cool. Who, who did that? Was that Lewandowski? Muller had to jump out the way Muller. of Gnabry. Oh, Muller, for the yeah, first yeah, yeah, the first goal. Um, Alfonso Davies had a, a hell of a game. He's had a, a rise to start him in the last 18 months. Yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver White Cups and now now with uh, the starting left back. I am... Um, he's, he's actually a left winger, isn't he? He's a left winger originally. Um, he played for the, Vancouver, for the Vancouver White Cups, didn't he, on the left mm. wing. And then he impressed for Canada in the 2016 Gold Cup. Mm. And I think that was where Bayern pretty much sort of started seeing him from there. Um, Very side, side sealed and delivered. Yeah. Manu Vettel... I'm myself, <laughs> Um, Manu Beth, uh, was tweeting about the fact he that lo- he it, loves him. He does. It, uh, Manu's like the him and Chris Williams and like Archie and are like godsends on German football. Yeah. And you could just see this. I could probably feel the smile off his face. <laughs> <laughs> we um, tweeting and that. We we're trying to see who who saw him who saw him first. You know, because people <laughs> claiming they saw him when he was twelve and all this sort of thing. But he's just. I mean, that third goal where he just skipped over the tackle. Oh, he's just extraordinary. Yeah, quick. there's there uh, was Aspilicueta. Yeah, and, yeah, just down in the pace and then, what a ball in. Yes, to, to run there and deliver a ball of high quality as well. I did tweet who would win in a 100-metre race between him, Vinicius Jr. and Erling Haaland. It's got to be Erling Haaland, and he's got his genet- he's a genetic freak. Yes. I don't know. It's hard to say. What do you reckon, Emma? Uh, does Vinicius Jr. have the ball with him or not? No, no, no. A free sprint, the three of them. Oh, does he get... Maybe he would win, because if he's got the ball with him, then that's a whole different story. Does yeah. he get sent off for a mimicking players like he did for Real Madrid Castilla the, uh, last weekend that was Rodrigo oh is that Rodrigo oh you're mm. racist God. sorry uh, different Brazilians I'm sorry <laughs> different different, Bra- different Brazilian starlets who play for Real Madrid I'm really sorry um, a few months ago someone posed a question on Twitter uh, who has been the best player this last decade that isn't Messi or Ronaldo and I tweeted Robert Lewandowski um, I'm with you there yeah you didn't say so, did you, Emma? You said Andres Iniesta. Iniesta. You did. Mm. I mean, probably blinded by love when you said that. <laughs> can, I, can I also say, a guy in my office, I overheard this on Tuesday, and he looked quite sheepish when I walked past him on Wednesday, said, he said to a colleague of his, oh, I think Chelsea could get a result tonight, I reckon it'd be 2-1. <laughs> he did not look happy at work on Wednesday when he walked past. I was like, ooh. <laughs> No, that tie that, is did, over. Did Lewandowski get injured in that match? Yes. Yeah, he's out for four weeks. Yeah. Was that the tackle? He's done his knee injury. Yeah, and um, it looks like he's, yeah, four weeks. And probably Serge Gnabry or Thomas Muller could be starting up front. Mm. Oh, they'll have to play Coutinho. He came on as a sub, didn't he? And he was all right. <laughs> wow, that's money in the bank for us. <laughs> Someone will be stupid enough to give you about eighty million for him come Hello, July. Liverpool. We don't want him. <laughs> you can. No, Ro- Roma, Roma don't need him either. Um, oh. <laughs> the whole thing about Chelsea being a bunch of you know we happy few we young books just sort of making our way into the world. 
Um, I didn't quite get it with this because you've got Willie in goal, who's 38. You've got uh, Marcus Alonso and um, Cesar Plaqueta Giroud at front, who are pretty much 30-odd as well. And then you look at the Bayern team. Okay, they've got Neuer, Muller and Boateng, who are all wrong side of 30. But they've got Gnabry, they've got... Um, Alfonso Davis, uh, Coleman as well. Yeah. So I don't think there's an awful lot of difference in the age of these two sides. Probably a huge amount of difference in experience, but probably not age at all. And probably the the level of quality of players that both teams have got. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The experience of coach. Yes. Hansi Flick. He's actually done a really good job since he's come in. And I, I, Frank Lampard is like, he, he did pretty well with Derby last season. They pretty much over over expected what he did. Got to a playoff final. It's come to Chelsea. He's done actually a pretty oh, decent. Wow. Yeah, he's done a decent job to get them where they are. He's got a forty nine percent win rate. That's not too bad. Yeah. What would you expect it to be, honestly, with with the squad he's got? And as I said last week, the front line he played against Manchester United was a B Tech front line of William, Pedro and uh, Batshuayi. Yeah, but they're no chumps, are they? I mean... No, no. They're, I just... I think two of them are pretty aging and Batshuayi is... He hasn't had enough football in the last couple of years, which he should have. William, do you know I get confused about William because I see Chelsea fans on Twitter slag him off, but every time I watch him, he seems to be a really good player. I don't know what I'm missing that they're not all the other way around. And how much were Barcelona willing to pay for him in January? <laughs> A uh, hundred million? Were you? No, it's about twenty million. <laughs> no, that was the summer before. Yeah, the January before we wanted to pay a hundred million for it. <sighs> it's a very niche reference, but we it looks Coutinho like a bloke that was instead. in. Hmm? We bought Coutinho instead. <laughs> it's a very niche reference, but it looks like a guy that was in Narcos for one scene before he got shot. Um, do you remember? Oh. I can't remember, but when they're in the barbershop, in the big shootout in the barbershop in New York. Yeah, I remember. There was a guy in there that did the countdown from 10 to 1 with the narcos guy. Mm-hmm. It's him. <laughs> um, Jorginho's also missing for the second leg as well. He got a late yellow card for descent. So they're missing Alonso and they're missing Jorginho. Yeah, this is, it's not going to look good for them in Munich, I'm afraid. Can anyone see any way back for them? No, damn no. it. Yeah, try and get a result, maybe a draw out there. Oh, I but as, as Emma said, damage limitations. I forgot to ask, can anyone see any way back for Roman Trid? Sorry. Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> as we said it in, in sync, no. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, next way for Chelsea, they're, a, Chelsea, they're away to Bournemouth this weekend. Uh, they beat Spurs 2 0 last time out, of course, when they played in the Premier League. 2 1. Yeah, two one. Bournemouth lost their last two after winning the previous two before that. And um, Bournemouth won the return fixture back in November, didn't they? One 0 at Stamford they Bridge. They did, didn't they? That's right. The last nine meetings, or the, the nine meetings these two teams have had in the Premier League, uh, Chelsea won five, Bournemouth have won four. So they're quite tight these fixtures. Yeah, they won. Uh, was it four nil last season? They did, and didn't I they? think Ryan had to lock himself away after the game because <laughs> he was in so much distress. Who? Who is this? <laughs> Ryan person? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, since Bournemouth been promoted in 2015, only Manchester City have uh, kept more clean sheets and won more games uh, against Chelsea than Bournemouth. So they seem to have the sort of 
Voodoo signed on Chelsea, don't they? Can anyone see this being a Bournemouth win? They got beaten by Burnley at the weekend, didn't they? Handsomely, and in VAR controversy. That was right. Yeah. I, I can't see that. I know, VAR. I know, I know. <laughs> I was just going to be the air conversations. I know we had this discussion last week, didn't we? Last Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, bearing in mind, if I hadn't told you that stat, would you both gone, well, Chelsea? Or is what I said made any difference? No, because I can see Bournemouth. You know what Bournemouth are like? They go on these streaky runs where yeah. they're shit hopeless yeah. and then they're shit hot. And then they, they've beaten the big teams before. Just like I said, they have beaten Chelsea quite convincingly yeah. last yeah. season. But mm, I don't know. I think Chelsea you, uh, want to prove some people wrong after midweek. Go on then, what do you reckon? 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Go on, Emma. I think they might get a draw. Okay. What, scoring draw or...? Yeah, 1-1. Okay. Um, Elsewhere in the Champions League, Leon won. Uh, Juventus still, Lucas Toussaint. Uh, <laughs> Scott's enjoying that. Uh, and they also hit the bar. Rudy Garcia getting one over Juventus. It's, it's, it's made my week because <laughs> as Roma manager, he didn't have the best of luck against Juventus. Um, yeah, they also hit the bar from a corner as well. Uh, was there a, a foul on Dybala for a penalty towards Yes, him? yes. I don't I think don't... it was. Do you think the Ronaldo one was, or the no. vice versa, or is this Ronaldo play acting? I mean, the irony of him complaining about unwanted physical contact, but um, I think that was. We won't go there now. <laughs> I think he was playing for that. I, I, yeah. I don't think the Dybala one was. I think he was already backing into the player, and the player just okay. moved further back from him, and then he fell on the ground. I did see some Juventus fans on social media um, crying foul um, over what they would get in Serie A to what they would get in Champions League. Well, you need some sort of Champions League count shopping then, don't you? <laughs> do do uh, most clubs in Italy do get favourable calls? Juventus are on on top, and it's it get it's an eye opener of the ones they do get. In Serie A, it's the ones they don't get in the Champions League, but I do think that the Bala one could have been given. But on the highlights, yeah. Yeah. it didn't look like Juventus played very well in that game at all. I don't think Sari, Sari come out and was a bit scathing on his players, mm. saying that they they uh, a bit lackadaisical, it wasn't fast enough, and etc. etc. I just hope that Leon, that wasn't their chance, and they're going to get turned over in Turin. <clears throat> It feels like it was their turn. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it, Emma? I saw the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. You concur with Scott, do? Yes. Cool. Okay. It's it's going to be tough, but um, Juventus are going to be strong favourites in the second leg because I Leon have been. You watched Liga, and Leon have been a pretty much a basket case all season. Um, like players fighting with ultras, too serious. ACL injuries for two of their best players and Rennie Adler and um, Memphis Depay. It's just going to be a bit of a tough ask in the second leg. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Jason Denea never fills me with any confidence either at the back. No, that was the the push, wasn't it, on Ronaldo? He was the player who yeah. did the push on. He ex Man City, ex Sunderland <laughs> doesn't build you with confidence, but. Marcelo's we'll done all right it. the last few weeks, to be fair to him. Marcelo's done okay, yeah. but yeah, you sort yeah. of look at Jason. He's been, him and his wife have had some problems with the, the ultras oh, okay. over the last couple of months. 
such as some not nice things being said about each other. Is she quite a prominent? I don't know the proper ins and outs. I would probably, if anyone was listening in the next couple of days, just probably have a look on on the Google and okay. search out. It's an interesting development going on. I'll look at that. Right, last one, Emma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Napoli won, Barcelona won. Uh, Tree Smith with a scrummy goal. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? That's fantastic. Both goals were. Uh, uh, before Antoine Griezmann uh, equalised. No. Do we want to talk about this or do we just want to talk about a tour of Adele? If he had a brain, he'd be bloody <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> oh, he let himself down, didn't he? I get a feeling, a feeling this is a man who has been pampered most of his professional life. I mean, was it, mm-hmm. was it for the World Cup before Cup America? He got done for the drink Both. driving. Yeah. And Both. he basically said to the policeman, I'm a tour of Adele. What are you going to do? This is a guy yeah, who nobody... was nothing. Yeah, this is a guy that nobody says no to, so, you know. If he was to pick a fight with any Napoli player, Mario Rui would be the player to pick a fight with because Mario Rui would pretty much pick a fight on himself if he saw his reflection in the mirror. He's that type of player. Yeah, I think if he's cursing from unusual efforts, she's got some, uh, she's a Napoli fan, she's got opinions on Mario Rui that aren't the most positive. Don, <laughs> um, what did you make of the game? So Napoli took the lead, didn't they, Emma? And then um, you equalised. So were you happy with an away goal and an away draw? Or do you think you yeah. should have done better? I mean, I think we've got to be happy with an away goal. Yeah. It's not the worst. The first half was pretty shocking. Okay. From a Barcelona point of view. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a great game. Why was that? Were you, struggling to, were you struggling to keep possession or were you just passing for passing no, sake? No, no, quite the opposite. It was possession for possession's sake. Yeah. And it was... It's not even, you know, that kind of, you know, death by a thousand cuts kind of possession. It was just standing around doing nothing with the ball possession. I said to you when um, you were talking to me about this, one of my pet peeves is players that don't... So full-backs that don't overlap or... Passes that are pretty mm. positive, so you end up playing the ball. So you end up playing the ball back to the Yeah, you end up playing the ball back to the defence or like you say sideways. So you don't sort of there's no positivity to the play. So is that what was going on, was it? Yeah. And then in the second half, the first time our fullback made a run forward, we scored. Oh really? Yeah, pretty much. I think that was our first shot as well of the entire oh, match. That was a good ball to Griezmann and a lovely finish. Both both goals are pretty both special. Fantastic. Um, I guess Napoli had a game plan, which was we'll play everybody behind the ball and see what happens. Yeah. And but, it worked, I guess. I mean, you know. Are you Kike out? No, of course not. No? Is it a crisis? I mean... If we lose on Sunday, we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jared Piquet is injured, uh, and this is the next day. Sergio yeah. Busquets is suspended, and this is the next day of the course of Vidal. Um, uh-huh. Quick quiz, uh, Arturo Vidal, the first person sent off in the Champions League for Barcelona since 2011. Who was that? 2011. It was against Real Madrid. Just trying to, was that in the semi-final? Uh, yes, when um, Lionel Messi scored quite possibly my favourite goal ever. The second one. Yeah. It's the, literally probably the only goal ever that's brought a lump to my throat. It was just unbelievably good. Um, uh, okay, what would a Spanish what would a Spanish milkman deliver to you in the morning? 
A what of milk? Botella. No. Okay. In pigeon Spanish. <laughs> what would he deliver? I mean, I mean, I only know actual Spanish. Um, but cause... bad leche. <laughs> what, 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 what does the milkman deliver? What sort of unit of measurement does he deliver his milk in? Just can you just give us a clue? Not which is not pigeon Spanish and milk. That's all I can give you. I've never heard of him before. What do you uh, order when you go to the pub? You have a what a beer? Oh, oh. Pinto. There you go. Pinto. Oh. Yeah, the rapper. The yeah. yeah, the rapper, Spanish goalkeeper. I've never ever heard of him. Okay, yeah. Was he on the he bench? Did he get? Goalkeeper. He must have been on the bench because Victor Valdez probably would have been in goal. Yeah. There you go. Must have been some fun on the sidelines. Hard to imagine. Um, <laughs> are you confident for the second leg? Uh, yeah. Kind yeah. of, unless I have to play in midfield. Natalie have risen from their ruins. Vesuvius not... has erupted. Do not. <laughs> this has got Peter right. Drury written all over it. <laughs> if he does that game like he did the Arsenal game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of that, the Europa League. So, um, I'll go through a few of these before we talk about the, the sort of specifics of the British team. So, uh, Braganil Rangers won, so they went through 4-2 on aggregate, which I was pretty impressed about because I thought they would lose because mm. I thought maybe they sort of did all their work. They were 2-0 like, down in the first leg, remember? That's right, yeah. Um, and they've come back, and that's a brilliant result. It's I a was, good result for Scottish football as well. I was just worried whether emotionally that first leg had taken so much out of them because I don't think they won at the weekend in the SPL, did they? No, uh, he was quite scared. He's been quite scathing of his players recently. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I wonder where he's learned that from. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, Espanol three, Wolves two, but Wolves go through six three in aggregate. Uh, can we one... talk about? Can we? Can we talk about Neto's miss? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, got. Oh, when you get a chance, it's it's an eye opener. He's three one. It's he's three one on one, and uh, I think Espanol are chasing the third goal. The tie's pretty much dead. Um, Matt, Do- Matt Doherty scored a really good goal beforehand. And he just misses an open goal from about 10, 15 yards out and spanks it wide. So Neto missed the net? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Ghent won, Roma won. So Roma go through two and aggregate. Scott? Jesus Christ. Ghent played really well in both games. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that second half yesterday was head in hands, heart in mouth, because... In previous seasons, I could see Roma capitulate and go 3-4-1 down away, but they showed a lot of steel. Um, Chris Smalling had a really good game. He's had a really, really good season with Roma. I'm just happy we got through the sticky patch because it hasn't been good recently. Um, I was a bit scared. I only I missed the first 35 minutes because I was out with some friends yesterday. And so caught it just after Justin Clive had scored. And I was just thinking, just get through to halftime. Just get through to 70 minutes. <laughs> but again, we're just attacking at siege. But if they were a bit more clinical, it could have been a different story. Yeah. Uh, into two, Ludogratz won. So Inter go through four on aggregate. Um, Ludogratz took the lead in this game, which was quite <laughs> quite fun. This was the game played behind closed doors, um, which was cool because you get to the players talk to each other. Uh, and Romelu Lukaku with a rather pretty fun goal. What happened there, Emma? Uh, he can what well, he can he shot right at the keeper, didn't he? And then it rebounded and it hit him and went in. His head diving, diving head yeah. up from about a foot out. Yeah, it was incredible. He uh, got up and he looked quite sheepish. He did, like, didn't he? 
You look quite embarrassed. I'm glad as well. <laughs> Do to celebrate that. Imagine if he went off and did a knee slide in an empty stadium after scoring that goal. <laughs> um, Benfica some, play, some players would. Some play, oh, definitely. Benfica drew 3-3 yeah. with Shakhtar, uh, and they went out. Um, Benfica did. Uh, Celtic won Copenhagen 3. I've written police underneath this. Scott, why have I written that? Oh, my God. Uh, was it the, the clip that you sent me... Because we were talking over DMs this lunchtime, weren't we? No, I was working. I, was saying, I don't know. I was, I was working. It was after work. <laughs> we were talking. It was lunch. She was doing lunch. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And um, one of the goals, uh, one of the Copenhagen players scored. They ran right to the to the away fans, which was heavily policed for some reason. I don't think Scottish police like away fans celebrating goals because I've seen some Scottish football accounts tweet some stuff from the past well they must be used that, to it um, yeah um, maybe Celtic they don't want they don't like away fans at Celtic but yeah one of the goals one of the celebrate right in front of the fans and one of the uh, uh, Copenhagen players Michael Santos gave the policeman a slight nudge and has been done for assault I I sort of I don't know. I thought it's like, made a lot of it. There was just needlessly the, the, all those people there. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's unnecessary. The best part of it was there's a gif flying around. I know you both watch Friends. Do you know when Monica does all the chocolate for everyone in the apartment and then Joey pushes the guy over with outside? <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> But um, it's just needless. <laughs> well, it's got oh, uh, Ajax two, Getafe three. Um, Ajax caught up the semi final of the Champions League. I mean, they were literally a Lucas Moura kick yeah. away from being the Champions League final. They're out of the Europa League this year. Um, and I've written shithousery here. You, Scott, you sort of agreed with that, Emma. You stuck up for your Spanish brethren. I did. Yeah. I didn't say <laughs> shithousery. That's literally the word <laughs> you <laughs> used. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. They did woodwork three times. They did. Something about yeah. Frankie de Jong had a. They stuck a picture of Frankie de Jong in they the yeah. Getafe change room. Yeah, why did they do that? Uh, because uh, Frankie de Jong said that he didn't like the way Getafe played football and it was horrible to watch. Yeah. So that was. So Bordelas printed it out and put it on their um, <laughs> dressing room wall and just went, go on. Superb. Show them what you, you can do. Well, like I said before we recorded, the uh, Ryan Babel mickeying of the Getafe play yeah. last week. Alan, Never do Alan that in the Noel. first leg. <laughs> he went too early, didn't he? He did. Uh, so some big scouts that have gone in the um, last 16. So, uh, oh, sorry, the, the previous round. So the draw for the next round of the Europa League is Olympiacos versus Wolves. That'd be quite a tasty game, wouldn't it? Um I was impressed with how many Olympic. Oh no, because we haven't talked about Arsenal yet, have we? No, you can. You oh, can. Sorry, I forgot completely. Uh, Manchester United beat Bruges five 0 um, and then of course Arsenal won. Olympiacos two. Olympiacos go through on away goals. So um, I would have paid money just to be in that away end last night. That would have been take amazing. They a load of fans. I remember before the Champions been... League. Remember Marco yeah. Silva's Olympiacos went, and they took loads there as well. Yeah, didn't they take loads at Old Trafford yeah. in the last 16, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Oh, that was some scenes when the winner went in. Yes. Do you know what I quite like? I do quite like big teams who take an away support. Um, mm. PSG have got quite a large away support that followed them around. I quite like that. Um, 
but yeah, uh, so uh, I think who scored first here? I can't remember who scored first. But we went to extra time, didn't it? Oh, Olympiacos so, scored. scored, and then Aubameyang, and then the winner. Yes, yes Olympiacos scored, and then that took the game to extra time, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then Lacazette scored in the first leg. Aubameyang right. scored the overhead kick. Yes, he did. Did he? Which was great. That's fantastic. The I wonder if there was a case there of job done. Hooray! Fantastic kick. We're at home against some jobbing lot from somewhere in Europe. Job done. We're Arsenal. Like they oh, he's won gone. The tie. Oh, no. Say again, sorry. They did celebrate like they won the tie. I think they did, didn't they? Yes. And didn't Aubameyang have a miss? On 120 minutes? Yes, he did. Yeah. I mean, that was literally a turn and shot from six yards out. Yeah, he scored the the overhead kick, but missed the really simple chance. Yeah. Was... And he looked devastated. He did. And you were saying today he's done an interview where he's sort of shouldered all the responsibility on himself pretty much, hasn't he? Yeah, and he, he was trying not to cry in the interview after the match. He just, he, he looked broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Which is a shame because he's rescued them more times than not. Yeah. 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 He's too good for them, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I think, am I remembering it right? Uh, did Lacazette miss an easy chance as well? Am I remembering that wrong? I don't remember. Okay, he probably did. Um... <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, okay, so next round: Olympiacos versus Wolves. Uh, Inter versus Getafe. You're rubbing your hands together for that pre-record, aren't you, Scott? Yeah, uh, Borderlass versus Conte. That is going to be some epic, epic viewing. Yeah. Last... Somos todos Getafe. Sorry? Somos todos Getafe. We are all Getafe. Oh, yes, that's what I, I knew you said that. I just kept quiet so Scott could understand. <laughs> I have a feeling, I have a feeling that Conte might try and bin this game off. You might be right, yeah. Well,. You might be right, but then this is Conte, a man who's probably got more sort of. He's probably the most alpha male football manager there is, isn't he? <laughs> what more than Jose? I reckon more than Jose. Yeah. Okay. Years or ago, Diego Simeone. Uh, yes. Years ago, we talked about sort of hard managers on this podcast. I think when uh, Conte was possibly in his early start at Chelsea, so. We were just talking about the fact that Jose was one of those people that stand at the back of his mates going, let me at him, let me at him, even though there's no way you can sort of get at them. Um, but Conte would be straight in your face, well, giving no, it no, no. the biggest. If you insulted Conte, he would sort of smile politely at you, and then one morning, about three months later, you'd wake up and he'd be stood above you with a pillow and a gun, smiling, and that would be the last thing you ever see. That's Conte. So a man who never forgets and will just... Ploy. Exactly. Plots. Yeah. Okay. There's kids he went to school with 30, 40 years ago that's still crappy themselves about the time they sort of stole his milk money or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Lask versus Manchester United. Who are Lask? Where do they come from? They are. Just bear are with me. Austrian? I think they are Austrian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rangers versus Bayer Leverkusen. Sevilla versus yeah. Roma. Scott, you are happy with this, aren't you? Monchi Derby. Um, I think most Roma fans are not um, best pleased with Monchi when he was at Roma. He did his best to sell all the best players and then replace them with not the greatest. I am looking at you, Javier Pastore. That is £22 million down the drain and 100 plus grand a week on a four-year deal. Um, 
could have got Hakim Ziyech before he went to Chelsea. That went awry, but no. I think his Roma stay was not best was not pleasant for us Roma fans. I think they're rubbing their hands with glee. Emma, is this the most modern football thing ever to want to play another team because you dislike their sporting director? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Because <laughs> well, Monchi is a severe le- <coughs> excuse me, it's a severe legend, but when he came to Roma, no chance. No. Okay. He's the man who said we would never sell Allison. Our Roma are not a supermarket. Sells Mo Salah, sells Allison, sells Roger Nyingland, sells Kevin Strootman, sells Antonio Rudiger. The list goes on and on. He didn't sell Edin Dzeko, though, did he? No, because Edin Dzeko is still down. It, it looks like he's played the most minutes of football this season for Roma. <laughs> Poor man. Uh, okay, Istanbul Bersekashir versus Copenhagen and Eintracht Frankfurt versus either Red Bull Salzburg or Basel. Um, uh, Eintracht and Red Bull drew 2-2, so Eintracht go through. Because it was played today because oh, of the poor okay. weather. Right, yeah. okay, there we go. Uh, okay, right, bits and bobs of news. Coronavirus, tactical genius uh, David Moyes and Steve Bruce are telling their players not to shake hands with each other or anybody else. Um, Gianni Infantino has said there's a possibility that qualifiers for the World Cup and the forthcoming Olympics might be... Um, curtailed or play behind closed doors and the Daily Mail have released a tweet today or a news story today saying that uh, should the season get cancelled Liverpool wouldn't win the league <laughs> I'm booking my flight to Wuhan as we speak <laughs> and my connecting flight to Liverpool and you're going to go home and you're going to go back team. and snoggle the Liverpool players and give a big fat kiss yep. <laughs> oh. who's the first um, on the list Alison. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But what would you do if that was the case? They're all in a big line in front of you. Would you work your way from the ugliest <laughs> to the best, or so to say, the best or last? Or would you work your way from best to worst? No, you'd mix it up. Good one, bad one. Good one, bad one. <laughs> <laughs> would Klopp, where, where would Klopp be? Well, I mean, it looks like he gives good hugs, right? So you know. Oh, do you know what? He wouldn't kiss. He wouldn't be into that. No, he wouldn't kiss you. He'd just give you a huge hug and make you feel better. Well, then I'll just lick him. It's fine. <laughs> I won't ask where. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Can yeah. you get coronavirus from that? Well... <laughs> I have no idea. Um, why don't you ask your neighbour? <laughs> the one that's got it. <laughs> um, but I think someone's retorted back saying that uh, it wouldn't be the case because if worse comes to worse, the Premier League would be placed behind closed doors. Mm, like yeah. other leagues or like Serie A what they're doing recently yeah exactly would it really matter they can win it in four matches time anyway well that's yeah. what I'm hoping yeah you know they um, now that Merrick Laporte is injured <laughs> so is that by March the 21st or 28th that you can win or 28th 29th 21st you can win in 21st that's if City don't drop any more points That's that's got to be the earliest no one yeah because remember last year the year before it was the year before nobody won the Premier League in March and City were playing Manchester United weren't they and they were 2-0 yes, up at half time yeah. 
Yeah, I remember watching that in a sports, my hotel sports bar in New Orleans with my Manchester United friend. He went absolutely mental when Chris Morning scored right at the end. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, what else have we got? So, uh, children aged 11 and under would no longer be allowed to head the ball in the UK in training matches. Um, Ex-players are three and a half times more likely to die from uh, Alzheimer's than members of the public in um, other jobs. does this go far enough? Is this uh, political correctness gone mad? Where do both of you stand on this? It's the right decision because you've seen what it's done to players of the past now. Yeah. Just think of Jeff Astle. Okay. Does it go far enough? Would you have preferred an all-out ban or is it like baby steps? I think you've got to take it baby steps now yeah. and then progressively implement rules further down the line okay Emma well after watching that um, Aaron Hernandez yes documentary on Netflix I know it's a different sport but after what head trauma did to him it's definitely a good thing I will I will throw the caveat as I'm probably the only wrestling fan on this podcast at the moment I know Ali and um, Ross are but uh, do you two know the story of Chris Benoit? No, but I'm all over Braun Strowman at the minute. Braun Strowman, very good. I started watching it last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chris Benoit is a Canadian wrestler who um, killed his wife and his son and then killed himself in, in a double homicide, and they did his brain not so long afterwards and he had Alzheimer's and he had the the brain of like an 82 year old man I think the CTE of the style of the wrestler he was took its toll on him and that sort of reminds me of the Aaron Hernandez stuff okay fair enough um, on a similar line Giuliani Infantino has said that possibly at the Olympics they will trial the use of uh, concussion substitutes um, Matthias Delict was off injured wasn't he the other day when... yes for the, for the goal yeah mm-hmm. um, given his former season I'm not entirely sure what difference that makes they do this in cricket which I think is a good idea because um, the, in the Ashes last summer um, Steve Smith yeah got absolutely sconed on the head a couple of times and had to be taken out of the the match and then missed the next test match due to concussion it's a, it's they have like a concussion protocol i think that should come into football they do in rugby and they do in horse racing yeah well, there's a two-week yeah. thing in horse racing but i mean would this be uh or what would you prefer would you prefer like a, a blood substitute like they do in rugby where a player goes off for 10 minutes and gets and then comes back on or as soon as you're no. off that you have to replace them yeah as soon as you're off you're off there should be like a protocol you remember we've had cases like this in the Premier League recently, yeah. in the last couple of years you remember Hugo Lloris yep. against against Everton with Romelu Lukaku mm. how he finished that game I have no idea I've but always thought that an independent sorry go on. Uh, would Liverpool's Champions League final against Real Madrid have been better yeah, yeah we'd have won that Paris, yeah, yeah been taken off with this concussion definitely would have been different I mean morally I'm going to claim that like Juventus do their titles <laughs> the two t- the 35 <laughs> to 33 yeah um, yeah so uh, you're on board with this as well Leo. yeah it's it's a good thing yeah okay. you need these safeguards after you... I mean you just put the um, who was it the Spurs or the whole play refractor his skull Ryan Mason yeah. yeah and he had to stop playing altogether. Yeah. yeah, got that crack of his head. Blah. Yeah, that was horrible. Um, yeah, I've always had the opinion that an independent doctor should be on the pitch with mm. 
with physios. Okay, me and you've me and you've discussed this plenty of time on this podcast, pre and post recordings. That that should be happening. Yeah, we have, I think, haven't we? Um, what else? Oh, Timo Werner has described Liverpool as "quote unquote" the best team in the world. Uh, if that's not a come and get the play, then I'm not entirely sure what is. He's been making sort of um, gooey eyes at Liverpool for the last few weeks, hasn't he? Bit of flirty, flirty. Yeah, he's been hitching his skirts up and winking at Jurgen. <laughs> he's still gonna go home with Real Madrid, whether you like it or not. Do you think? Is that is that the rumours in España? Mm, they're interested, as far as I know, yeah. So what are they going to do with Luka Jovic? Everybody's interested. So. So Jovic hasn't if... really worked out, has he? No, that's sort of 60 million down the drain. I sort of have to feel that Eden Hazard hasn't really worked out for them either. But Timo Werner is something special. Mm. He's great. Speaks English as well, so he'll settle right in. Doesn't speak Scouse, though. He will do. Uh, what else have we got oh Premier League Hall of Fame there's going to be two inductees announced that's to be confirmed we were having a little think weren't we beforehand we both all three of us I think we sort of um, thought about Shearer didn't we yeah I think Thierry Henry if it was managers so I see someone said referees I just I started (laughs) Jeff Jeff Winter and Mike Dean (laughs) oh Jeff Winter have you ever heard Jeff Winter on a podcast yes very Dower, no, no, Jesus Christ, he likes himself. So is Mike Dean a chase? He was the referee who thought on his final game, or the last game of the season, was at Anfield, and the cop were giving a standing ovation to the Liverpool players, and he thought it was for him because it was his last (laughs) one before retirement. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, I did see. I did see people say Sir Alex and Arsene Wenger if it was for managers slash coaches. Yeah, yes. Ooh, Dario Benedetto hat trick for Marseille. He's very good. Oh, he's got a neck tattoo. <laughs> does that automatically make him a bad person? Well, uh, I don't know. It does looks looks doesn't look very nice. I'm sure he's make, I'm sure he's a lovely person. He's a go to <laughs> man on chat on football manager every season, anyway. Um is, there a... is that directed to me or to Emma? No, either of you. <laughs> he, um, have you got a Spanish Hall of Fame? Uh, I think there's a La Liga Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Have you got one? Do you know who's in it? Uh, all the people you'd expect. Yeah. So the Atletico Madrid president who siphoned all their money and <laughs> Doctor Fuentes. <laughs> um. I think someone said that there's a already a fir- there's sort of an old first division pre nineteen ninety two Hall of Fame. So that yeah, there's no. You said there is a Spanish Hall of Fame. You just don't know who's in it. Uh yeah, um, I'm sure there is one. Okay, uh, right. Concacaf Champions League this week. Uh, Atlanta United three. Uh, Metagua of Honduras nil, so they go through four one on aggregate. LAFC beat Leon of Mexico three uh, two on aggregate. That's some result. Um, T- Tigres, the goalkeeper, that was pretty. Was it Tigres, the goalkeeper scoring the winner? Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty that went, cool. That went viral. Uh, probably the result of the round though is uh, Olympia of Honduras drawing two two with um, Seattle, which is four four on aggregate, and then beating them four two on penalties. 
Hanoi's, yeah. I saw some MLS tweets going, Seattle Sounders, you've let us down. Yeah. Just before the season starts this weekend. <laughs> uh, Liverpool have returned a pre-tax profit of £42 million. Turner is up by £78 million to £533 million. Um, Zamalek failed to show up for the Cairo derby versus Al-Akhli, uh, blaming traffic issues. Uh, Zamalek won a rather feisty Egyptian Super Cup the previous week uh, in a very bad, bad-tempered game. Uh, they've been punished by losing the game 2-0 and being docked three points. Fair to say, Zamalek aren't happy. Um, and Oldham, Scott, you want to talk about Oldham? Yeah, um, Oldham looks like they have filed for administration and looks set to be deducted 12 points. And that could set them for a relegation battle. And Stevenage could have, could survive. Stevenage is usually <laughs> down the bottom, aren't they? Oh, yeah, uh, them and Macclesfield. Uh, Macclesfield are having some off-the-field problems. I know some of their players have had to have their contracts terminated recently. Okay. I'm just going to look at the League 2 table, and um, I'm not going to say who's top, because we all know who's top. Have I asked you about this before? <laughs> are five national leagues sustainable down at your level? I can't remember so, if I this or not. I think, yeah, didn't you ask me for a League 2 plus one or something I think when we have this discussion in the past I think something like if we go to League One and below do you do you, so League One League Two and National League level should that be regionalised north and south oh, I don't no I don't think it is just I think as it I think it should stay as it is now because as we as we both know the Football League is an absolute slog and a half isn't it it is so you've had fewer games and yeah. less far to travel so if you're Carlisle or Exeter or Plymouth then it's not so expensive for you True, true, but I like the way it is. Yeah, no, you would yeah. say that you're um, in the middle of everyone. I know. Um, Oldham are nineteenth at the moment yeah. with uh, thirty-nine points. So they, if they have a, a twelve-point deduction, they'll be on twenty-seven. Okay, and they will be second bottom. And this season, only one team goes down in League Two. So it'll be between them and Stevenage. Stevenage have only won three games all season. They've only got twenty-three points. That's a lot. And field, yeah. So it's 13 draws and 19 defeats. Okay. Uh, right, let's go to Europe. Let's go see Emma in Europe land. Uh, so, in Spain, Barcelona are top on 50... Hola. Barcelona. <laughs> They're top on uh, 55 points. Real Madrid second on 53. Atlanta 43. Sevilla 43. So Sevilla play Osasuna. Espanyol play Atletico Madrid. And Real Madrid play Barcelona. It is El Clasico, Emma. Sit your chest out, shoulders back, say it. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> really? Not a chance. <laughs> okay. What do you reckon it's going to go? Um, we haven't lost a classical at the Bernabeu since 2014-15 season. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Last year, it was the first nil-nil for about six years or something ridiculous. And they called it El Flacido. Flacido? I watched the nil-nil draw in the season. That was That yeah. was not great. Uh, uh, Valverde was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, um, go on, sorry. I think it's going to be a draw, and I think I'm okay with it. But yeah. I've been nervous about this game for a week, because that's what it does to me. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> Um, are either of these two teams any good? Albeit you've got possibly the best player in the we world have, ever. We have the 
world's greatest player. Yeah, I mean, apart, okay. <laughs> but aside from him. Aside from him, how are the other 10 and how are the 11 that we're lining up for Real Madrid? No, we're not very good. They're not very good either. We seem to be taking it in turns this season to make each other look good. Mm. Um, and I think that's about... That's, that's it. I mean... Um, neither squad is what it should be. I mean, we don't have enough players in our squad because we <laughs> sold all of our players. You literally just destroyed another team's chances of survival in La Liga to take one of their players. Yeah, because we needed to, because we don't have enough players. Because you sold we them sold... in January. Yeah, we sold Ugh, miss... to Schalke, we sold Perez to Roma. You really can't use that as an excuse. Mr. Potts call Mr. Kettle Black. <laughs> you really can't use lack of players as an excuse. It's your uh, own fault. I'm not using it as an excuse. You it's just mentioned just... it. No, it's not an excuse. It's just shit planning from our board for the okay. last 10 years. On on the note of that, sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. Leganes tried to get Carlos Baca and that was rejected. Yeah, because there's different rules for us and them, apparently. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? No. No. No, I, ha- I hate the whole thing. It's it's a stupid rule. The league should scrap it because it's 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 not fair. Mm. Um. Yeah. The, see, the problem is with these two squads for Real Madrid as well as ours is that they've come to their end of their like life cycle, mm. and everybody's aging and. You can't replace players like Iniesta and Xavi and Puyol and, you know, for how much did you can't replace uh, Ronaldo. They're just very difficult players to replace. But the thing is, you have to replace them. Like, you can't just stick your yeah, hands in the air and say, we? oh, we can't replace them. They're just impossible to replace. You, you, you have are. to find a way... Right. But... They are, but you're never going to find another Iniesta. He was a unique player, but... We tried to replace Iniesta with Felipe Coutinho. That's how bad things are at Barcelona. Yeah, so you can replace them. You just didn't replace them very well. Is sort of the point I'm trying to yeah. to make. Yeah. So this isn't this. This is more a uh, structural issue, or this is more a sort of sporting director issue than anything else. Because you've just yeah, for Barcelona particularly, it's a top-down issue. Yeah. The manager is like the least of our problems but for both your teams this you've got a, a huge avoidable issue coming uh, you, you've got two groups of players where the, the main core have been there for an awful long time so Busquets, Ramos mm-hmm. you know Jordi Alba uh, Marcelo blah 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 uh, and mm-hmm. at some point you know this is like the sort of last days of Stalin nobody dared mention that he was dying nobody wanted to check in on him because they were in fear of yeah. mentioning the fact he might be dying. But, you know, Lionel Messi's not getting any younger either. Yeah, and he, he's looked it a bit, hasn't he, recently? Yeah. So He looks like the whole weight of the world's on his shoulders. No one wants to be the one to say it, but somebody in the Barcelona hierarchy is going to have to say, we need to think about you know, yeah. some sort of succession issue. Yeah, they should have done that. They should have done that planning at least five years ago. Yeah. But because of constant success... Then that kind of papers it over, doesn't it? That's like, oh, we don't need to change anything because we're still winning the league, we're still winning the Champions League, we're still winning the Copa del Rey. And while you were doing all that, no one, you know, if someone had dared say to Messi, we need to think about replacing you in the long term, he'd say, why? Exactly. 
and with all the clout he's got. Yeah, and then I don't know. Do, do you want to be that person to tell Luis Suarez that he has to go on the bench? No, exactly. Yeah. So it's a big pickle that is seen coming, yeah. but you know, no one's had the sort of uh, the wherewithal or the the gumption or the balls to do something about it, especially with the fact that you've got an elected official at the top as well, haven't you? You've got a president yeah, somebody that's elected. Wants, somebody needs to be brutal. Mm. And the, the the problem with appointing a sporting director like Eric Abidal, he played with them all. Yeah. Is he really going to want to go into his former teammates and say, oh, um, I think it's time we told you now? Yeah. No, I agree. So, come on, give me a prediction. I think it'll be draw. Okay, Scott? Could it be successive nil-nil draws this season? That's got to be a first, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For a long while. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw as well. Okay. I'm going to stick, st- stick on the fence and pick the splinters up. <laughs> uh, in Italy, uh, Juventus top on 60, Lazio 59, uh, Inter suddenly all of a sudden find themselves five points behind. Uh, Lazio on 54, then Lazio on 45, so... Lecce, Atalanta, Lazio, Bologna, and as we were saying pre-record, it's the Derby d'Italia. It is Juventus versus Inter Milan, uh, but nobody will be there. No, it's one of five games in Italy uh, this weekend that's going to be played behind closed doors. So you've got the Derby d'Italia, uh, AC Milan versus Genoa, Udinese versus Fiorentina, Parma versus Spau, and Sassuolo versus Brescia. Although weirdly, looking at the highlights of Ludgrets Inter, I can still see stewards. Yes, I saw that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that. Did Who were they stewarding? I don't yeah, know. I was just thinking that. But they were behind the goal, just watching the game because there's nothing for them to do. To stop. Or is it? Or is it members of the press who are pit side, and they're taking photos for? Uh... I know they do that. You just want to say stewards, don't you? I don't know. <laughs> years and years ago, um, there was a. Uh, it was a Champions League. Game. It was probably the first season of the Champions League to qualify for the Champions League. It was Leeds versus Stuttgart, uh, and Stuttgart beat Leeds at Elland Road to go through on away goals. But they fielded an ineligible player, so they had to and they replay had to the, play game. the game. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they had to replay the game in the Camp Nou, and because it was a European game, uh, UEFA designated it as a Class A European game because it was a top fixture, um, and there were two thousand fans and five thousand stewards. Jesus, that's yeah. And for some mental. reason, they stuck all the fans pretty much wherever the season ticket is, right with the gods. <laughs> so there's no fans behind they, the goal. That's where they stick the away fans, don't yeah. they? Exactly. In the gods. Um, how do you reckon it's going to go? That I reckon it's, it's weird because although it's a home game for Juventus, the the lack of fans there might have some sort of effect, might they? Yeah, but it's Juventus at home and there. <clears throat> I was going to say they're so robotic at home they never lose at home I think their win record at the JCM is phenomenal Okay. I it's it's against Inter and they have a really really good record against Inter at home so I'm going to go with a Juventus win um, Gonzalo Higuain and Paolo Dybala always tend to turn up in these sort of games and that happened in the, res- the reverse fixture uh, back in October where Higuain came off the bench and scored a wonderful winner so I can't look past the Juventus win. Do you know what? I'm going to go because there's no fans there I reckon that home advantage has been negated somewhat I'm going to go for a event- uh, for a Inter win. Oh my god you're brave I know you're brave I know um, Emma what do you reckon? I think Juventus will win yeah you said that was sort of Ooh. depressing knowingness yeah 
<laughs> Seems inevitable, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jody buying a top of 49, uh, RB are second on 48, uh, Dortmund 45, Gladbach uh, 43. So Red Bull are playing Leverkusen, Dortmund versus Freiburg, um, which is why we are minus a host tonight. Uh, Hoffenheim are playing Bayern, and <laughs> Augsburg are playing Bristol Munch and Gladbach in France. Uh, Marseille are currently 3-1 up against Nîmes, thanks to a Dario Benedetto hat-trick. They're in second place um, on 52 points, 13 behind PSG, and some eight ahead of Rennes in third place. Um, PSD are hoping to cut the mustard against Dijon um, to lose play Rennes and Sunday night unfortunately at the same time as the Classico and the Derby d'Italia it is the Rhone Derby it is Lyon versus Saint-Étienne um, which is always always good fun to watch for both the atmosphere of the game the TIFO the ultras uh, and the game itself so uh, if you haven't got Premier Sports if you haven't got um, uh, any other way of watching the other two games and you've got BT Sport, I really recommend you watch this one. Eight o'clock Sunday night. Um, I am going to go for a... Oh, this is hard. I'm going to go for a draw. I think 2-2. Two, two. Will there be a Nabil Fekir-esque Tifo again like there was a couple of years ago? Because that was something special. Uh, you are right. You are right. This game is special, especially for the Tifos. It's one of those quiet derbies that it's it's not the obvious... It's not an obvious rivalry in European football, but it is fantastic. It's a great spectacle. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what else we've got? So, Emma, let's kick off tomorrow or this weekend. Uh, so... Uh, David Beckham's into Miami are away at LAFC uh, the other new team Nashville SC are at home to Atalanta uh, and last season's champions Atla- Atlanta not Atalanta Atalanta are not travelling <laughs> do you know what I wrote it down and I wrote I've actually written down Atalanta for God's sakes right <laughs> Uh, and last season's um, champion Seattle Sounders are playing Chicago Fire. Uh, in Holland, it's good this weekend. So it is um, first versus second, thirdly, fourth. So Ajax are top on 53. AZ outmark 50. Final 46, PSV 45. So it's AZ versus... Oh, sorry, Ajax versus AZ and PSV Feyenoord. Uh, in South Africa, is the South African uh, big game of the season. It is the Orlando Pirates versus Kaiser Chiefs. And in the A-League this, earlier on today... Uh, Sydney FC lost uh, Sydney FC who were top of the league by some considerable distance uh, managed by Leicester City legend Steve Corica they lost 1-0 to Western Sydney Wanderers um, Premier League speaking of Leicester City they are playing uh, Norwich City tonight in the Ewan Roberts derby um, tomorrow the only game on BT Sport is the what are they calling this they're calling this like the Gatwicker or something now, yeah I heard, that. I heard that on Guardian Football Weekly <laughs> so, Gatwicko. yeah <laughs> this is Brighton versus Crystal Palace, Emma, if you're uh, not wearing a history to this. Of course. So, yeah, the two teams are at 50 miles apart. Uh, but I think this rivalry goes back to the selling of a player or the non-selling of a player go back in the sort of 1980s or something. Oh, OK. Um, and... It's a bigger rivalry than, like, Brighton versus Southampton or someone else on the south coast. There's, well, Southampton versus Portsmouth is the big rivalry in the south coast. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a I very mean, tasty going, rivalry. You know, Premier yeah. League reasons. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, this is, yes, this will be bigger than Southampton Brighton. Yeah. Um, so Crystal Palace have won two out of 18 versus Brighton uh, and never beaten them in Brighton State in the Premier League. But Glenn Murray has scored uh, in each of his last four games versus Palace Brighton and Wilfred Zaha has scored six versus Brighton, which is the most versus another Premier League team. Um, it will be an interesting game. It kicks up at 12.30, so I'm not sure what the atmosphere will be like, but uh, how do you think it's going to go? 
draw. I'm going to one all. I was thinking that as well, Emma. Yeah. Yeah, draw sounds about right, doesn't it? I think so as well. Um, Newcastle Burnley. Burnley are beaten in five, and a win will take them level with Spurs. Um, except penalties, Newcastle have scored 50% of their Premier League goals so far from penalties. Uh, sorry, from um, set pieces, sorry. Uh, but Burnley have only conceded 5% from set pieces. So this is going to be like some sort of mad... Remember sort of Lord of the Rings when the orcs were throwing themselves up against the wall in the two towers at the end? And they were just sort of manically throwing themselves against the wall. Or like the Army of the it, Dead in Game of Thrones the very, when they took on Winterfell. And they're just throwing themselves... Go is this going to be like 75 minutes of set-piece training, defence versus attack? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you remember how the Army of the Dead were throwing themselves against the walls of Winterfell just to make a huge pile for one of them to get over at the top? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like that? Is, is this Leicester match of the day? Uh, well, no, Leicester will be... No, Leicester, okay. Norwich, Norwich, Leicester oh. will. I'm going last but one of match of the day. Come on. Last yeah. but one of match of the day, yeah. Because so. the Friday night games are always going to be last on match of the day this season. And yeah. they should be first, shouldn't they? They should. But you know what I never understand match of the day? They all start with the best game, don't they? Why don't they start with the worst game and build up to like the headlining act? Because who's going to stay up to stay up to the end? <laughs> Come on, people... we've all we've all done, we've all done it while watching match of the day. You you do fall asleep by about quarter past eleven. But the thing is, I never watch match of the day on Saturday night. I always record it and watch it on uh, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. You watch it at half past seven on Sunday morning. Yeah, but I record it from the night before, so I can fast forward through all the okay. manager interviews and analysis. So I just watch the games. Yeah. So you can watch it in 40 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, same. Same for Colin Murray as well. Who now he does... He's, now he's bloody... Shows two hours long. There's, they haven't filled it with more football. They've filled it with more talking. We can talk all off-air about this. Can we? Sorry, I've upset you. No, no. no, okay. no. I felt like I've been threatened. <laughs> no, no. Well, with my body language as we're talking right now, my posture... Uh, it's a very babe station, your posture at the moment. <laughs> uh, he's lying down in his bed listeners. He's got one arm behind his head and the other one is stroking his hair. Wow, do, you watch, what? do you watch Futurama? I yes. have. Well, you look like hedonism, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what's left of my hair? As it's very Monty Burns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i tell you what I did notice watching Bayern Chelsea in the Champions League. Uh, Frank Lampard's bald patch, that is getting ever-increasing. He might have to shave that off soon. Yeah, I don't reckon Christine will be staying with him long if he if that keeps growing. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Did we decide on Newcastle Burnley? Do you know what? I think Newcastle could win. I'm being, as you said about Inter. This yeah. is my uh, this is my surprise. Okay. What what's feeling in your water about this then? It has to happen for for Joel in some time. <laughs> Literally, just law of averages, nothing else. Yeah. Considering that I called him the worst player in the Premier League before we started recording, he's probably going to get a hat trick. Okay. Yeah, st- stick him in your FPL team if you can make changes. It's too or... late. Leicester already. Yeah, up. or too late. Yeah. What do you reckon, Emma? Uh, I think Burnley will win. Okay. Uh, West Ham Southampton. A win takes West Ham above Aston Villa at the bottom three, and they've got a horrible run coming up. Um, West Ham won 17 against Southampton. Um, that is the most uh, against any team of in, in the Premier League they played against. Uh, and no draws in this fixture since 1994. Um, Southampton, I just I think they've got a very good away record from what I was thinking, sort of listening to earlier. Uh, is it the fifth best and West Ham have the second worst home record? 
Yes. Uh, I also read this week that Serge Gnabry has got twice as many goals in London that um, <laughs> Sebastian Haller has. <laughs> I feel quite sorry for him because apparently he's quite high on the winning header statistics, but nothing comes of the headers he wins. He's just incredibly lonely. It's because he plays who, up front and he's out. Yeah. Who did he have up front with him last season at Eintracht Frankfurt? Luka Jovic. Jovic, Jovic and Rabic. Yeah. yeah. And they were doing all the, the goal scoring with his assists. Yeah. Exactly. And he's playing up on his Young own. <laughs> yeah. He has him and Mikel Antonio. I quite like Mikel Antonio. I think he's quite I, underrated. I like Antonio, who decided to drive into someone's house dressed in a, dressed in a Santa outfit on Christmas Day. Yeah, we don't condone <laughs> drink driving, but I think he's, I think yeah. he's a good player. He did a little Homer Simpson impression, didn't he? Do you remember he lay on the floor and did his walk running around in a circle? I was on the train on an away game to that, and that was... That was tremendous. <laughs> uh, okay, so Watford versus Leicester. This is the late game on Saturday PM on Sky. Um, uh, who are Watford playing? Sorry. Oh, Liverpool. Sorry, not Leicester. <laughs> Easily done. <laughs> so, how are we feeling about this? Nervous. Come on, you've got to say it now. No. No. Oh, come on. Four come games. On. The coronavirus. Four <laughs> games. No, I'm just going to say, how was you on Monday? Fine, quite chilled, I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was super relaxed. <laughs> Emma! <laughs> so, I screenshot the. Um... <laughs> My yes, mental breakdown please. I was having. Because yeah. <laughs> you never. It could have happened, and you sort of feel listening to other podcasts and stealing stuff from other podcasts you sort of feel that's a cyber game that it could have happened but then you feel it's not going to happen yes that was a, the game said wasn't it Liverpool look like yeah. they're going to lose every game but also win every game <laughs> win every game until the end of the season I actually said to you didn't I I'm like you're still going to win but that was a really good call that I felt because I was happy for um, Pablo Fornals to score for West Ham yes and I said to you that you're still gonna win. <laughs> that was. But I was happy for him, and you did. I think what it is, I've been used to down the years, like these tin pot teams coming down uh, to or coming up to Anfield, taking a lead, and Liverpool having literally the sort of football manager game of seventy-five shots and two on target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Liverpool have won their last eighteen in the league. Uh, Watford haven't won since match week twenty-two, um, which they had that good start, didn't they? Uh, when Nigel Pearson came along. This was his first game, wasn't it? Uh, his first game was at, at mm. Anfield. Um, yeah, it was a two-nil. Wasn't it? Um, yeah. Did Mane score quite late on? No, he didn't score right. because I oh, was it... captained him and he didn't score. Oh, he didn't score. Didn't he get injured? <laughs> was that a game he got injured? He either got injured or he started on the bench or something. That was when Liverpool were having a ridiculous run of games. Uh, okay. And not all the players were starting. And I thought Watford, I triple captain him. And he didn't get picked. I'm sure he started on the bench. Um, Are you what... confident? What? No. <laughs> Oh, come on. You're such a glass half empty guy, aren't you? Know what? you? I, should, I should be enjoying this. It's never going to happen yeah. again. Fuck it. Yeah, go on. It's going it's to happen. Sorry? You're not playing a local derby. You're not playing Manchester City. You're not playing Manchester United. You're playing Watford. Away <laughs> at Vicarage Road. Well, Watford have drawn one and lost seven at their last eight against Liverpool, scoring none, conceding 15. So you're going to win then? You could get a, grab a draw. <laughs> two nil, two three nil, Liverpool. Gone. I'm confident we could win this one. That's as much as you're going to get from me. 
not enough. That's unacceptable. I have to stuck my chest out. The in four games' time. Do you know what? Enjoy. Start enjoying it now. So you know, when it gets to three. So you could potentially win the league at Goodison Park. No, I think if things stay as they are, we win it against at uh, home to Crystal Palace. Some Crystal Palace, okay. And I agree with what Ali said last week. It's nice to win in front of your fans. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that'd be nice for Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Look what you could have won. <laughs> um, Watford fans might not want to hear this. All of Watford's 24 goals this season in the Premier League have come from inside the box. The last time a team scored 100% of their league goals from inside the box was Middlesbrough and Manchester City in 95-96 and they both got relegated. That was the season... Awesome. Man City got relegated in the final game of the season. Yes, that's the game against Liverpool yes. where they thought they were safe and so just they yeah. were wasting time rather than needing the win. <laughs> yeah, Noel Quinn was sticking the ball in the corner. I remember that. Yeah, this is the game. This was Manchester City when they were terrible, whatever. So they thought they, or they had. To, they thought they were safe, so they were time wasting, uh, and they actually needed to win. Um, and this was a Middlesbrough team that had Janino, uh, Emerson, and Fabrizio Ravinelli and got relegated because they decided to turn up for a game and got, got three points. Yeah, the points deduction against Blackburn. Yeah. If they turned up and got humped against Blackburn, they'd have stayed up, you know. Mm. Um, well, they still wouldn't have had the three points, though. No, they wouldn't have been docked three points. So, they, I think they went down by about two points. And so, if they'd... They would have had three more points had they... Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sunday is Everton versus Manchester United. Um, Double Cavalier loons 12 goals is the best return for an Everton player in the league since Paul Ryder in 1994. Uh, Everton beat Manchester United 4 0 at Goodison Park last season. Do you remember this is the one where um, Manchester United have pretty much given up the ghost on the season, haven't they? This was an appalling display last season. Um, but are they doing a bit better now? Yes and no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool one, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Bruno Fernandes has had 10 shots and 2 assists uh, since he's arrived at United. That's the most of any uh, Manchester United player. Wait, how long has he played for Manchester United? How many games has he played? It's going to be about four. Yeah. And four games? the best out of all of them in four <laughs> games. Okay. Yeah. That says an awful lot. Yeah, and they are sort of missing their two best players in Rashford and Pogba. Yeah, could you could you say they're their two best players, outfield players? So. Yeah. What on form or? I mean, Rashford in general. Just, uh, in in general. general. What on ability? Yeah, I mean, Rashford I mean, just Pogba yeah. certainly is. When Pogba wants to play football, yeah. and doesn't get dug out by Graham Soonis week after week. <laughs> Well, no, the reason I was just thinking that is based on this season, I was thinking maybe uh, Brandon Williams or something like that. But... Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Not sure. Uh, Manchester United, um, before you go too keen on them, um, they won one out of 13 in the Premier League on games played on the first of the month. Because it's, it's a leap year this year. It is a leap year this year. Does that change your mind, that stat? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and finally, Spurs versus Wolves in the Dean Richards derby. Um, Wolves are unbeaten in London since promotion, uh, and Wolves have won this fixture last season. Uh, and Spurs, well, most Spurs have won their last two at White Hart Lane in the Premier League. So, how do we reckon this one's going to go? Jose Ball against that back three with Son and Deli Alley up front. Son's injured. Oh, Son is injured. Yes, he fractured yeah, his arm, he didn't he? Yeah. And so... he's in quarantine, having come back from surgery in South Korea. <laughs> so. 
Deli Ali and Lucas Moore up front. You're such a dick. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh, is it true? Yeah, he had surgery on his arm in South Korea and he's come back. And... Why did he go all the way to South Korea? Maybe he went to see his family. Uh, and he's in quarantine. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not joking. Um... Yeah, so, <laughs> so Deli, Deli Ali... Deli yeah. <laughs> Ali and Lucas Moore up front. Well, I hope so. Toby... I've got Lucas Moore in my fancy team. Toby playing long balls to them, them two with a back three of Connor Cody winning everything in the air. <laughs> what could go wrong? I still worry about Wolves in the Europa League run. Do you reckon they're going to go too far and they're going to put yeah. everything into that? Because that is a tasty tie they've got. They, they're going to tire out at some point in the season, aren't they? Because they've played a lot of games in four competitions. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not going to get relegated in the Premier League, are they? So they might as well throw all their eggs into this basket, haven't they, really? Um, but do they want Champions League football? Because they're going <laughs> to... Could they the, get it realistically? Because that's the uh, the carrot that has been dangled at them now, isn't it? They are the best of those teams. Would you say yeah. that I'm in Sheffield United? Yes. Mm. I'd say they are. I'd, I reckon you'd, they... you'd rather watch Wolves than Sheffield United. Yeah, I'd say they're better than um, Chelsea and probably the Arsenal. team. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, probably the better team better than, than United and Spurs as well. Okay. I mean, Adama Traore running at uh, getting ancient and old <laughs> Toby could be fun. Oh, Emma's playing right back. God help you. Tanganga. Ah, uh, he's he's. <laughs> I, yeah, I could see him doing that, actually. Jose sticking him out there. Yeah. You think? Well, trying to sort of force Troy Road back as he... Yeah, try and pin him back. Could do. Could do. Okay. Well, look, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Brings us to the end of our podcast. If anyone's got any AOB? No. No, all good. Okay. Uh, we are part of the Man of the Post network. We had a podcast released earlier on this week. A uh, Dave and uh, Ross uh, produced another Championship Manager podcast uh, which was released and they had a special guest on um, who had a Scandinavian name and I can't remember his name so I do apologise to whoever that was um, it's, it was a long name with lots of E's and J's and K's in so I'm sorry whoever he was he was very interesting listen to uh, so uh, Chris and Dave and possibly Ali will be back on Sunday to review the games that we've been previewing um, we are part of Man of the Post Network as I say you can find us on Twitter at Man of the Post at Instagram at Man of the Post you can like us on Facebook if you like what you hear you can dangle us a little five star review and uh, we'll be very grateful for that you can um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts uh, you can follow us on Acast and all your future podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox uh, Scott if they want to follow you on Twitter how do they do that? Uh, at Scott underscore Monroe. Okay, and Emma, if they want to not follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Yeah, they just didn't bother. You're not there, are you? I realised no. I was halfway through that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You've only been telling me for the last six months. You want to see photos of food? Go on, then. They can follow you on Instagram, can they? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well, they'll find you tagged into this Instagram. When I sort of put this on Instagram, they'll find you tagged in that. So there we go. Uh, right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Listening, joining me. Sorry. It's late. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, we did listen as well. You listened yeah. then? Yes. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Always remember to keep your man on the post.